Welcome to the Find Your Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Elle, a nutritionist and big believer in holistic health. This podcast is a place where we discuss all things health-related. Nutrition, fitness, mental health, gut health, acne, there's no topic out of bounds. We'll be exploring what healthy means to different people and helping you find your version of healthy along the way. Hello and welcome to another episode of Find Your Healthy. Now today I'm going to be talking all about acne and skincare, something that I'm really passionate about, something that I have personal experience of. We're going to be talking about the causes and treatments of acne, so things like diet and lifestyle and supplements too, and I'm also going to be sharing my personal experience of having acne, specifically cystic acne. I just want to say first of all that I am by no means an expert on the topic of acne, I'm not a dermatologist or anything, I'm a nutritionist and as I said I have personal experience of having acne since the age of 12 and I'm now 25, so that's a long time. My aim with this podcast is just to give you any advice I can share my experience in the hope that it helps you. Also uh, I have some resources on my website elfrizel.com where you can find um, free resources on acne, on healthy eating and all that kind of stuff. So I'll leave that in um, the description, I was going to say below, but it's not YouTube, is it? I don't know what you call them. But you know where you find, oh, the show notes, that's what I mean. It'll be in the show notes. I'll have links to resources and I'll have all the information that I talk about within this podcast there. So it'll be easily available for you to find. Okay, so diving straight in, I'm going to talk a bit about my personal experience of dealing with acne. Now my acne started when I was about... 12 so kind of around the time that I started my period my skin started to get really oily and I started to get a lot of breakouts on my chin and my jawline and then going into my mid-teens so about 14 15 the acne started becoming more inflamed and more cystic and I was going back and forth to my GP um, and I had things like benzoyl peroxide which if you've used that it's a gel and it sort of just kills the bacteria but it also really dries your skin and I had very sensitive skin so it really dried my skin out and it was very red and sore and flaky and I don't remember it actually helping that much. I think it did clear up some of the larger cysts and some of the clusters but I still had very sore very inflamed skin and also it um, because it's like it has a bleaching action I remember all my pillowcases, my duvet, towels being bleached and my mum did not like that. I destroyed many a towel. Um, I also tried all the over-the-counter stuff, so things like Clean and Clear, Clearasil, Proactive, Neutrogena, all that stuff, um, and that didn't really help that much. Again, it just kind of dried my skin out and made it redder and sorer. And I used to scrub the hell out of my face. You know you get those like St. Ives kind of um, scrubs and they have those jojoba beads or very harsh experience in them. I used to really scrub my face with them thinking that I was getting out the blackheads, getting out the dirt, but actually I was just irritating my skin and potentially causing thread veins and damage to the skin barrier. So that was a mistake and if you're listening to this and you have acne and you're thinking that scrubs are the way to go, please cease with the scrubs, respect your skin, stop scrubbing the shit out of it. Um, I also was put on antibiotics so I think it was called limecycline or something I was on that for about six months and we tried various different things but it made absolutely no difference to my skin whatsoever I was also put on the pill I think that's quite a classic thing that when you are a female and you have acne that you're put on the pill I was put on 
various different ones. I remember one being called Yasmin, which is supposed to be good for skin, but it made me very ill and it gave me violent headaches. So that didn't agree with me. Um, and then eventually when I sort of tried everything and my, um, my acne was getting worse and worse and worse and it had spread to my chest and my upper back and the cysts were very, very inflamed, very large cysts. I would predominantly have them on my lower part of my face, so predominantly on my chin, which is usually a sign of hormonal imbalance. Um, but yeah, they were getting worse. So I was referred to a dermatologist at the hospital who put me on Roaccutane. And I was on Roaccutane for, I think about a year. Um, and honestly, it was a miracle for me. I'm not saying that it is something that you should go into lightly because it has a lot of negative side effects. And as a holistic nutritionist, it's not something I would necessarily advise now just to go on Roaccutane. I would more look at your lifestyle and your diet first. However, this was before I was into holistic health. And this was when I was, I was desperate and I think if you are at that point where you've tried everything and nothing's working then it is something to consider. Now it cleared my skin up beautifully. For the first two or three weeks my skin broke out a lot on my chin and I remember crying and being like oh, it's not working, it's not working! But then um, the oil started to reduce and with the reduction in oil production my skin really cleared up, my back cleared up, my chest cleared up, my face cleared up and it was the first time that I'd been able to wear my hair down and I felt confident and I could speak to people without having to put like my hands over my mouth or like try and hide my chin and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it really helped me. The only sort of negative side effect I personally had was nosebleeds because it does dry out the skin. It also can dry out your nasal um, membrane and your mouth too. So because my nose was so dry, not only externally but internally too, I got a lot of nosebleeds. Um, but other than that, yeah, it really helped. But when I came off of it, which I, as I said, I was on it for about a year, sadly within, literally within two weeks of coming off of it, my skin started to become oily again and with the oil came the acne. And my acne returned with a vengeance. Again, inflammation, cysts, they were just having a party on my chin basically. So this is when I sort of thought, well, I've tried absolutely everything that you can get down the, I suppose in quotation marks, traditional route, and it wasn't working. So I needed to look elsewhere, which is when I turned to more holistic healing for my acne. Um, this is around the time that I also started to get into nutrition and decided that that was a path that I wanted to go down and I wanted to learn more about diet and lifestyle and I was also starting to work out around this time as well. I think this was when I was about 19 and that's when I really changed my lifestyle, changed my diet and started to see improvements in my skin from that. So now we're going to go into talking about treatments for acne but before we go into treatments I'm going to talk a bit about causes because in order to be able to treat a disease, which acne is an inflammatory disease, you need to know the root cause of it. So common causes are hormones, Particularly if you have, as I did and still do um, sometimes, have breakouts on your chin or on your jawline, that's typically a sign of some sort of hormone imbalance. This is usually excess androgens, especially testosterone. And testosterone is a male sex hormone. And even though I'm female, females listening to this, we all have estrogen and testosterone hormones, no matter whether we're male or female. But if you have more testosterone, that produces more oil, and more oil means more blocked pores, and more blocked pores leads to, you guessed it, acne. 
pregnancy, childbirth, and having something like PCOS can also really affect your hormones and you may have higher androgens and therefore you may experience acne. Another cause is inflammation. I've said this before, but inflammation is the root cause of a lot of um, ailments and diseases, and that includes acne. So chronic inflammation means that your body is gonna be more acidic. And a more acidic body potentially means you could have a weakened immune system, and a weakened immune system allows more bacteria, more viruses, more fungi to get in and have a party and cause things such as acne. So Acne on your face is usually um, from a bacteria or it can also be fungal acne. Then the next thing is your gut health. Gut health is paramount to your overall health and that includes your skin. Often if you have skin symptoms, so you have eczema or psoriasis or you have acne, it can be linked to your gut. There might be inflammation or irritation in your gut. You may potentially have leaky gut, which is where undigested food particles leak into your bloodstream they cause inflammation and this can show on your face as rosacea or acne. Another thing is insulin resistance. There is a link between poor insulin and carbohydrate metabolism and acne. Insulin resistance causes your pancreas to secrete more insulin than normal and this affects your hormone levels, including increasing your androgen levels, which as I said before, more androgens, more oil, more blood pores, more acne. The next thing is stress. Stress affects your endocrine system, and your endocrine system is a collection of glands that produce hormones, regulate sleep, mood, they're involved in multiple roles in your body. Now having more stress means that you're releasing more cortisol, and that means releasing, again, more androgens, and that again means more oil and more acne. The final potential cause is diet. And also I'm gonna include in diet intolerances. Sometimes if you have an intolerance, that can show in your skin as well, that's quite common. I want to make it clear that diet alone generally doesn't cause acne, but it can contribute to it. Common dietary things that can make your acne worse are dairy and red meat, and that's not necessarily because of the dairy or the red meat, although dairy is very inflammatory and inflammatory things can make acne worse, but it's usually because of the hormones that are injected into the cows. So when you drink the cow's milk or you eat the beef, your um, absorbing those hormones too, and it's specifically a hormone called IGF-1 hormone. And that has been shown to interfere with our own hormones, causing an imbalance, and potentially making acne worse. Sorry if you can hear those uh, trot trot trots, that is my dog in the hallway. We have a wooden floor, can you hear him trotting? Oh, I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, dairy is a common um, dietary trigger, as is sugar, because sugar is very inflammatory. I know that personally I don't eat dairy but when I did I had this rash across my cheeks and I had it from a baby and that was my body saying that I'm intolerant to lactose to dairy and it was showing in my face and when I have a lot of sugar which I don't eat refined sugar anymore but even if I have say too much honey or too much maple or even too much alcohol then it will show either on my chin or on my forehead in pimples. Another thing is gluten because again it's inflammatory and we want to keep inflammation down because acne is an inflammatory response. As I said, alcohol also inflammatory and high in sugar and if you are someone with um, insulin resistance then it's really a good idea to keep an eye on your high GI carbohydrates. So as I touched on it there, talking about treatments, we're going to first of all talk about diet. So 
As I touched on diet, that's the first thing we're going to talk about in terms of treatment. It is always a good idea to eat a whole food diet, so that is things that have not been processed or have been minimally processed, so they're as close to as nature intended as possible. When I'd be focusing on eating anti-inflammatory foods, so things like leafy greens, nuts, seeds, oily fish, herbs and spices, my favourites are turmeric and Ceylon cinnamon, I pretty much eat them every day. Um, parsley is also great, and basil and oregano, pretty much all herbs and spices to be honest. Um, and things like flavonoids, so they're found in cacao, and blueberries, and green tea. You also want to eat a lot of antioxidants, especially vitamin A, vitamin C, and vitamin E. And these can be found in things like sweet potatoes, squash, eggs, spinach, bell peppers, kiwis, tomatoes, kale, sunflower seeds, almonds, brazil nuts, loads of different foods. And you want to make sure that you're hydrated. Now this is because your liver plays a vital role in flushing out toxins and also it's involved in the regulation of hormones so it can help get rid of excess hormones. So you want to make sure... <sighs> the thing about it being a hot day is that everyone has the doors open and they keep banging around. So sorry if you keep hearing doors banging. Anyway, yeah, your liver. So things that I love for liver health are obviously you've got to drink enough water. Always a good idea. I also love lemon water. I have warm lemon water every single morning. Um, and I drink it through a straw to protect my tooth enamel. Um, green tea is also great. Now, if like me, you hate green tea, I don't know why, I just don't like it. But I do like it in a blend. So I am cur I currently have one in my cupboard by, I think you say it, key tea? It's QI. It's called the detox tea. And it has green tea and dandelion leaf and peppermint and a whole host of herbs in there. But I really like that one. Um, and herbal teas are also great. Um, my favourites are Pucker Cleanse that has like aloe vera and peppermint in it and nettle and I can't remember what else but I really love that tea. Um, Dr. Stewart's Purify Tea um, which has ingredients like milk thistle and dandelion and burdock. Dur um, those are really great ingredients for liver health. So just talking about diet generally, it's always a good idea to keep your sugars low, um, to reduce inflammation, keep your gluten low, alcohol, um, dairy, all that all those inflammatory foods, just keep an eye on them and see how your body responds to them. I'm not saying that you can't ever have them because it's all about balance and different bodies respond differently. It might not have an impact on you at all. It might have a massive impact on you. For example, I know that when I have loads of sugar, my skin breaks out. So you just have to be aware of how your body responds to things and whether you just have a little bit now and then or whether you actually can't tolerate it at all and you need to find alternatives um, that your body is actually happy with you consuming. And I think it's pretty obvious that you also need to reduce your processed food consumption. Those foods have been so meddled with. I find it so strange that when we have animals, we read all the labels and we're really careful about what we feed our animals. When it comes to ourselves, we're often not so diligent and we don't really read the ingredients of our food products and we're not really 100% aware of what we're actually putting in our body. So just start reading food labels and be aware of what you're putting in your body. And again, I'm not saying that you can't ever go out and have a takeaway or whatever because, you know, balance and that's just part of life. And if you enjoy that, then by all means have it now and again. But if you are struggling with acne and you're desperate to solve it, then just reducing your consumption of processed foods can be something really simple that could have a massive impact on, on your acne. Now the next thing is supplements. You do not need to take a supplement. You should, in general, be able to get all the vitamins and minerals from your diet. However, it would be very um, hypocritical of me to say 
never take a supplement or supplements don't work because they do work, they do have their place and I do take supplements myself. And they have a massive impact on my gut health and my skin health too. But I'm just saying that you don't want to rely on supplements, you know, you don't want to have a kind of crappy diet but have loads of supplements. You want to have a balance, have a good diet and then supplements that support. They have a supporting role, they're not just the kind of star of the show if you like. So things that I think are great supplements if you have acne. Probiotics, that's looking after your gut health, that's helping to reduce inflammation. Vitamin A, I believe that vitamin A is one of the main ingredients, although synthetic form, but one of the ingredients in Roaccutane, which is the most powerful drug for treating acne. And it may reduce sebum levels, and as we know, more sebum, i.e. oil, more acne. Vitamin B5 is also something to think about taking. Um, when I first came off Reactane and my acne returned, I started taking vitamin B5, which is also known as pantothenic acid. Um, and I have to say, it did have a positive result. It did help reduce some of the cysts. And in studies, it's been shown to be as effective as Reactane at reducing the inflammation within the skin. Another thing is zinc. I am currently taking zinc because my skin's been flaring up a bit and also zinc is great for supporting gut health. So I'm currently taking 40 milligrams of zinc a day. Um, and if you are gonna take zinc, I suggest you take zinc picolate. It is the easiest for your body to absorb and if it's absorbing more, then it's able to utilize more and you get more results. Another thing is DIM. I am not gonna pronounce what this stands for. You can Google it. It's a compound found in cruciferous vegetables, so that's things like kale, sprouts, broccoli, and it's basically able to help balance your hormones, so whether you have excess estrogen or excess testosterone, it's able to balance them, and some people find that super, super helpful. Uh, and another thing is Chinese herbs. Now, I can't say what herbs will work for you because everyone's body is different, and some things that work really well for other people don't necessarily work for another person. For example, one of the things that a lot of people talk about is Vitex, which is also known as Chase Tree, and a lot of people use that to um, treat acne, and my naturopath suggested that I have um, try using Vitex, so she gave me some Vitex and B6. B6 is also great for um, hormone imbalance, specifically if you have something like PCOS, um, and for me it made my acne worse, but a lot of people it makes it better. Another thing is saw palmetto. It's traditionally used for um, treating prostate issues in men. However, it basically helps to reduce the androgens, so it can be also be used for male pattern baldness. Um, and again, that's one of the symptoms of PCOS is thinning hair, so it can help with that. And reducing those androgens again is gonna help reduce the oil production and thus hopefully reduce the acne. So I think we've pretty much covered diet. Um, so we're going to move on to lifestyle. Again, reducing stress, um, and one of my favourite adaptogens, adaptogens help your um, body cope with stress, is maca. I'm not going to talk loads about adaptogens, I talked about them in more detail in my IBS podcast from last week, so you can go and listen to that. But I really like maca, it's high in B vitamins which are great for supporting hormone health. I also think it tastes quite nice. Maybe it's an acquired taste, maybe it's because I'm so used to like downing spirulina and apple cider vinegar shots. Um, but I quite like the taste, um, especially if you mix it with a bit of lacuma and some cacao and you've kind of got like, uh, and some Himalayan pink salt and you've kind of got salted caramel flavor going on and that in like some oatmeal or something could make a really nice breakfast. The other thing is exercise. 
Honestly, exercise is like the closest thing to a cure-all. Exercise can help reduce insulin output. Um, it can also reduce your cortisol levels, so that's your stress levels. But what I will say is if you do exercise, if you do get sweaty as I do, because my God, I sweat so much when I work out. I'm like dripping like this morning. I did a 30 minute HIIT workout and then I did some just like chill Pilates kind of stuff to finish off with. But the sweat was pouring down my body and I had to like run to the shower and just wash it off because I was literally sliding my mouth. I was gonna stretch, but I just literally couldn't because I was so sweaty. Anyway, if you are like me and you sweat your face off, or even if you don't, you've probably got sweat and dirt on your skin and you don't want that just sitting on your skin for hours, potentially getting trapped in your pores and becoming inflamed and causing acne. What you wanna do is go wash your face. And the final lifestyle thing I'm gonna talk about is sleep. If you have really poor sleep regularly, then you're likely to be more susceptible to stress, which means you're more susceptible to inflammation, and all that stress and that inflammation in your body is again gonna cause more oil production and probably more acne. Okay, just being real with you here, I'm sweating up a storm. It's 31 degrees today, which is amazing and beautiful, but there is uh, like no air in this little office that I'm recording this podcast in, and I'm literally dripping with sweat and just like fanning my top. So apologies if you think I sound flustered, it's because I'm a blooming sweaty mess. Now the final part of this acne podcast I'm gonna talk about is skincare. I blooming love skincare. You can probably tell that because I talk about it a fair bit on my website. I recently wrote a couple of um, skincare posts about seven vitamins you need in your skincare and about what causes your acne. So that's talking a little bit uh, more in detail about what I've already covered in this podcast. So if you wanna check that out, again, it's on my website, alfrasal.com. And I also have a skincare highlight over on my Instagram, so at Elfrazel. Um, You can flick through and there'll be a section on skincare as well as lots of information on gut health and fitness and all that kind of good stuff. I'm gonna talk about skincare steps and ingredients that I look for in products to really help with acne, not only preventing it, but healing scars as well. So the first thing is obviously cleansing. Now, when I was getting really bad acne, I remember I saw, I don't think she was a dermatologist, but my mum took me to see a lady who was supposedly some sort of skin scare, skin scare? Skin care specialist. And she told me to not wash my face. Now, and I've read things on the internet about skin purging and like not washing your face because it helps balance your skin out or something. I'm just gonna tell you now, I honestly think that is absolute bullshit. I don't know, maybe it worked for you, but not washing my face meant that my face was just covered in dirt and bacteria and that dirt and bacteria was just sitting in my face. I was a freaking oily mess and obviously my skin broke out horrendously. So I would not advise that. I personally cleanse twice a day when I wake up because I have quite oily skin. So I wake up in the morning and I cleanse my face with something gentle. And then um, if I've worked out, I wash my face as well. But again, something really, really gentle and something hydrating. And then I cleanse my face in the evening, but if, was a, if I've been wearing makeup, which to be honest is very rare for me, I'm terrible at applying makeup, but most of the time I'm just stuck indoors on my computer. Um, or if I've been wearing SPF, then I double cleanse. So typically I'll use like a, a balm or an oil-based cleanser to really break down whatever gunk is on my face, the SPF, the makeup, just the oil and pollution from the day. Um, and then I will use a second cleanse, so that'll be more like a gel or a cream base. 
and personally I'm, as I said I'm not a fan of scrubs I'm also not really a fan of foams I think it was Caroline Hirons who is a brilliant um, esthetician she really knows her stuff when it comes to skincare who said that leave the foam for the dishes foaming is for washing your plates it's not for washing your face foam can be very very drying and irritating on the skin and when you have acne you're probably likely to be dehydrated and I think a lot of people think that if you have acne you therefore have oily skin but you can have dry skin and have acne so you don't really want to dry out anymore with a foam I prefer a gel I think gel is suitable for most skin types um, and I also love a cream cleanser because especially in the winter my skin is hyper hypersensitive um, and it's the only thing that doesn't make my face like red and sore my favorite cleansers are pie um what's it called camellia and rose it smells divine and it feels lovely it's quite pricey but sometimes they have an offer where you can get the 200 mils for the price of the 100 mils so when that offer is on i stock up another great cleanser is the oscar renaissance cleansing gel and these both have um ahas and bhas in them i think actually they have ahas i think uh pie has a lactic acid and oscar has what does that have in it pie enzymes so they help break down dead skin cells and unclog pores um, and I'm currently using a cleanser by Levera I think I'm saying that right um, that has salicylic acid in it so that's a BHA and that helps to unclog pores as well and that's a gel cleanser which I'm finding okay it's, it's alright it's pretty good it doesn't irritate my face and it was a lot more affordable I got it from Nutrisimo uh, where I get quite a lot of my skincare stuff from. It is a natural uh, online skincare store. So that might be somewhere you want to check out. What I will say about a cleanser is you know if it's right for you if after you've washed your face, your skin feels clean but it doesn't feel like tight and dry. If it feels really like sore, tight or dry, then you're probably using something that's a bit too intense, a bit too stripping. Maybe you want to go more towards a creamy, hydrating formula. The next thing is exfoliation. Again, as I said, not a fan of the physical exfoliation, so that's those harsh bead scrub things, but bear in mind that I have very, very sensitive skin. So for me, when I use them, my skin is very irritated, it's very red, and I just have a tendency to press too hard. Um, yeah, I'm pretty intense with my skincare. I think sometimes I need to be a little bit more gentle, treat my skin a little bit more like silk rather than some sort of piece of wood I'm trying to sand. So I prefer a chemical exfoliant. Sounds scary. Is not scary it's actually great for your skin so these are as I mentioned the AHAs and the BHA so that's the alpha hydroxy acids like glycolic acid lactic acid and malic acid and then your BHA which is really great for people with acne prone skin so things like salicylic acid um, and in a natural form you'll find it being called willow bark extract these exfoliants can be in your cleanser, they can be in a toner, or they can be in the serums and the moisturizers that you use. They're just really great ingredients to look for. Other great ingredients to look for is niacinamide. This is also known as vitamin B3. This is brilliant for all skin types. So it doesn't matter if you're oily, if you're dry, if you're combination, niacinamide is gonna be your BFF. It can help reduce oil production and it can also help even out the skin tone. So it's going to help with if you're currently having oily, acne-prone skin or if you've got post-acne skin, you've got some scarring you want to address. It's a great ingredient to look for. The next thing is vitamin A, also known as retinol. Retinol is usually talked about for aging skin, but it's also great for acne because it helps to increase cell turnover and encourages the skin to heal and it also helps your skin to produce more collagen. 
But what I will say about using retinol and also with using AHAs is that it can make your skin more sun sensitive. So definitely, definitely wear an SPF. And if you're using something with a lot of retinol in it, then use it at nighttime. And then your daytime, if you're venturing out, wear SPF. Um, and whilst we're talking about skincare ingredients, I wanna say that when you read the skincare ingredients of a product and you see how it's listed, the things that are listed first are usually things that are in the product at the highest concentration. So typically there'll be something like water and then at the lower end there'll be less of that in the product. Am I making sense? So basically if you're looking for something like niacinamide or vitamin A, you wanna make sure it's in the top half of the ingredients that are listed. Otherwise it's probably gonna be such a tiny percentage that it's not really gonna have that much of an impact and you want this to be really working for your skin. I'm just gonna to touch on makeup. Definitely not a makeup expert. Barely ever wear makeup. Can't apply makeup to save my life. Keep trying to do a smoky eye and look like I've been punched in the face. But when it comes to makeup and acne, definitely look for non-comedogenic makeup. So that's things that aren't gonna plug, plug your pores. That doesn't make any sense. Plug your pores. And when it comes to a concealer, I like to look for something with healing ingredients. So that's not just covering the spot, but it's also helping to heal it too. Things like Manuka honey, tea tree, salicylic acid or willow bark, lavender, arnica, zinc, all that kind of stuff. And I actually, this isn't a concealer, but talking about zinc, I have a little sample pot that I've been using that I'm quite liking by, uh, I think it's lion's leaf, and it's calendula and zinc. Um, and I've been pasting that on spots, and it also seems to be good for rashes. So good for rashes, good for spots, good if you have like psoriasis or like, um, like babies get nappy rash, stuff like that. Before I sum this all up, I'm aware that I've been like talking pretty fast, but I just wanna get out what I'm thinking, you know? Um, but before I do sum everything up, it's important to know when you actually need to seek professional help. Now, I would say that there are three signs that you really do need some serious intervention, some serious help. One, if it's impacting on your quality of life. So if it's getting you down, if it's affecting your mental health, which, it was for me. Um, and you know what, even now, I think I'm still kind of in that mindset of when I was 15 and before school, I used to have to get up early, have to set my alarm early because I knew it was gonna take so long to cover up all the acne on my face. And I used to sit in front of my mirror, patting on layer upon layer of concealer, of foundation, of powder, trying to cover up my spots. And they were very painful because cysts are blind spots under the skin. They never come to a head. They're just really painful inflamed lumps. And I just remember patting on the concealer, just crying, just hating my reflection, hating the feeling, feeling so insecure, it was horrible. And so that was obviously affecting my mental health, affecting how I felt about myself and affecting my quality of life because I didn't want to go out and socialize with people because I didn't want people to see me. The second thing is if there's a risk of scarring. So if your acne is more moderate to severe, if you do have something like deeply inflamed cysts, that has a high risk of scarring. So you really wanna go get some help before scars start appearing, before your whole face becomes very scarred. And the third thing is if you have sudden onset acne, particularly if you're into your 20s and beyond, so if you have sudden onset adult acne, then that could be a sign that there is something deeper going on in your body that needs to be investigated. And when it comes to seeking help, I highly suggest that you go and see a professional, a dermatologist, rather than just your GP, because GPs have their place, don't get me wrong, but they are not experts in skin. When I saw my GP about this, 
um, about acne. As I said, I started going when I was like 12 and I kept going back and forth until I was about 17 and finally got referred to a dermatologist. Um, their suggestions were quite frankly not that helpful. They never mentioned diet. They just kept giving me different creams that really dried out my face and um, lots of different antibiotics which just kind of ended up messing up my gut. And their only advice on skincare was to try to, to use a scrub, which, big mistake, and to try not moisturising to dry out my skin, which I think if anyone uh, knows anything about skincare, you know that it doesn't matter what skin type you have, oily skin or dry skin, whether you have dehydrated skin or whether you have acne prone skin, you need to moisturise, like that's just the basic knowledge of skincare, surely. So definitely, definitely go and see a dermatologist. That brings us to the end of today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much if you are listening. And it would be so, 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 so kind of you if you could leave a review because it really helps other people find this podcast and it lets me know that you're enjoying it or um, yeah, what things you want to hear from me. And it really means the world too. Big thank you if you do leave a review. You can also find me at Elfrazel on Instagram. Um, and my email, if you want to send me an email with any questions, is hello at elfrazel.com. And I'm always happy to hear from you, always happy to help in any way that I can. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really do hope it helped. I hope you learned something. Um, and if not, I hope that my voice in your ears entertained you for however long this podcast is, like half an hour or something. I'm going to love you and leave you and hope that you enjoy this beautiful weather that we're currently having. Long may it last, although I did look at the weather forecast and it said it was turning crappy again, so fingers crossed it doesn't. But yeah, I'm gonna love you and leave you. I am about to go make pizza because it is Friday today that I'm recording this. I don't know what day I'm gonna get this up, hopefully by Sunday. But uh, yeah, pizza night is every Friday night in our house. So I'm about to go make myself pizza with some vegan cheese. Actually, I'm gonna do it with cashew cheese. I think cashew cheese and tuna, that may sound gross, but I like it because yeah, I'm weird. So have a wonderful night or day or whatever time you're listening to this. And I wish you all the best on your skincare journey. Bye.